Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. His friends. 
So friendship is a very, very big deal to God. A very, very big deal. Jesus saw their faith and he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. And there's a bit of a, a paradox here. What did this gentleman say to Christ? This guy on the bed. What did he say to Christ? What did he say? Anyone? What did the guy on the bed say to Christ? Who? Who? No. No, it's a different one. He said nothing. He said absolutely nothing. Not one word. Not one word. Not, I want to be made well, help me. Nothing. It was completely, completely 110% the work of the friends and the faith of the friends that got him his saving, that got him his paralysis God. He didn't have to say a word. Which goes to show us that even though we suffer and everyone is suffering, and even though that we go through trials and tribulations, and we see other people going through trials and tribulations, our prayers for them and our intercession for them, because Christ tells us to pray for one another, is enough for God to intervene. Now, some people might ask, oh, we prayed for others and nothing happened. Of course, we work in faith and we pray in faith that everything is according to God's will. Some people will be healed, some people won't be healed. It's up to God's will and His grace. But the fact that we pray for one another, this is what God wants to see. This is what God wants to see. So He saw their faith, and because of their faith, this man didn't have to say a word. And Christ said to him, Your sins are forgiven you. Rise up, take up your bed. And we see here that one of the greatest commandments are fulfilled. Do you remember when they went to him and said to our Lord, He said, What is the greatest commandment? And he said to them, Love your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and love your what? Neighbor. Does that mean the guy living next door? No. Right? It means everyone. Every single person you are supposed to love like you love yourself. Like you love yourself. So it shows us here the importance of faith and prayers for our friends and that they're powerfully beneficial. We see the importance for love one another. Love one another. And the fact that God listens to our prayers, especially from one another. We each have friends, every single one of us. And every single one of us is dealing with something. Every single one of us is suffering, dealing with some kind of problem or issue in our lives. So if every single one of us has friends and every single one of us is suffering, that means it's due that we pray for our friends, right? If everyone is praying for everyone else, no one is left behind without prayer. So today God is telling us and showing us in this gospel it's time to love our friends. It's time to love one another truly and faithfully. True love. Actual love. It's time to love the children that we serve in the church as if they are our own children. So we have to ask ourselves, when was the last time we stood in prayer from beginning to end on behalf of someone else? When was the last time we dedicated a Wednesday and Friday fast for someone else's cause? Not this season, of course, we're all fasting throughout the week, but when it's not fasting season. When was the last time we did matanias on behalf of someone else? We've done them at all. When is the last time we read Psalms and inserted someone else's name in the Psalms? We can do this. We can say, have mercy on this person, O God, and so on and so forth, and to continue the psalm. This is the kind of love and friendship that is real. Instead of saying, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy upon me, a sinner, this beautiful prayer that we're called to pray, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on X, on Y, on this person. Help them, guard them, send them help. Calling down 
help for someone else. And that's exactly what these four friends did for their, for their friend. What were their names? Anyone know what their names were? No names. Why? They didn't care to stick around for credit. They, they left rejoicing. As soon as they saw their friend healed, they didn't care about anything else. Nothing. They didn't want credit for what they did. They didn't want credit about, you know, we the ones who carried you. Nothing. They didn't care. Because it was actually a shame. This is the kind of love that God is looking for between us and our friends. And we know that the number four here represents something. Whenever we read the gospel, we see a number. It represents something. It represents the four Gospels holding us up in this life and lowering us before Christ. It represents completeness on all sides. Right? Because if it was just three friends holding three sides and not the other side, it would have been, it wouldn't have been stated. So we see here that the Gospels are holding us up all four sides and there's balance so that we don't fall. And according to St. Ambrose of Milan, these four represent the church, the bishop, the priests, the deacons, and the congregation, the four that, are, that represent the diocese, the congregation that are praying for one another. St. John Justin also tells us, eating and drinking don't make friendships. Such friendship even robbers and murderers have. But if we are friends, if we truly care for one another, let us help one another spiritually, let us hinder the things that lead our friends away to hell. Eating and drinking don't make friendships. Let's not let our friendships just be this eating and drinking and gathering and that's it. Let it be true friendship. Let us worry about the other person's spiritual life. And of course, the Bible is littered with quotes about this. In Ecclesiastes 4, 9, we read two are better than one because they have their good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and no one to lift him. So it's actually a responsibility. The Bible is telling us it's a responsibility to lift up our friends. And in Proverbs, there's two beautiful verses all found in chapter 27 Proverbs. Oil and incense bring joy to the heart, and the sweetness of a friend is counsel to the soul. Counsel to the soul. We can all use counsel in our souls. Another one, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Sometimes our friends will make mistakes. Sometimes we will clash. But it's okay. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. They're true friends. And the last one is iron sharpens iron, so a person sharpens so in continuing the story, we see that after Christ heals this man, the scribes and the Pharisees are a little upset and thinking to themselves, who can forgive sin except for God alone? There's some blasphemy going on here. And Christ, reading their hearts, says to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? What's, what's easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or take up your bed and walk? And what he's trying to tell them, and what he's trying to tell us here, is that it's only by coming to Christ that our spiritual paralysis will be healed. If we are feeling paralyzed spiritually, if we have no zeal to pray, if we have no zeal to come to church, if we don't know how to serve, if our family kid and go and you know, church is just, I'm not happy, I don't know how to talk to God, I feel like he's not listening to me, I feel like he doesn't hear me, it's by coming to him alone that this can be fixed. And Pope Shemir tells us coming to him means literally coming and throwing yourself at his feet and telling him, I'm not going to leave here until you answer. I'm not going to leave the church until I feel like you have forgiven me, like you have answered my prayer. So the responsibility really comes on us when we learn from these four friends that they stopped at nothing. Our issue sometimes is we stop at the first obstacle. The first speed bump we say, I can't do this, it's a little too much for me. If God wanted to do it, he'll take care of it. 
But God calls us to persevere. And He calls us to not just stop when we, when we hit a pothole or, or, or a speed bump, but to continue and to stop at nothing. And He will reward us. He will reward us. So we are challenged today by the model of these four friends. We are challenged to look at what type of friends we are. We're challenged to think about God looking at our faith and love towards our friends and hearing our prayers to them. We are challenged to stand imagining our friends interceding on our behalf and Christ looking at us and saying, your sins are forgiven without us even having to say anything. And we're also encouraged to think about what kind of friends we have. It's important that we're all on the same mission, we're all on the same path. So if we have friends who are hindering us or taking us away from the path, maybe it's time to reevaluate that friendship. Maybe it's time to reevaluate that friendship. May God give us the ability and courage to love our friends truly. And may He bless all of our friendships and our community. And may He open always to us the way of repentance and to His kingdom. Glory be to God. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.